Jeremy is Conrad. Bureaucrat level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Welcome to a very special episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today, the creator of the comic Staunch Ambition, Brian Lau. Thanks for being back with us, Brian. Hey, man. Awesome to be back. And uh, you're back for a good reason, a, uh, a suggestion that Brian threw our way that we had to take him up on because it was oh, yeah. too good to turn down. Um, oh, I'm glad to hear you like this idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope our uh, listeners feel the same way. But kind of in the same way, we dedicate an episode to what if uh, topics, like what if the internet never existed, or what if Disney never existed. This is going to be called Candares of All Time. It's like a brand new flavor. It is. It's like the Canned Air Code Red. <laughs> or, or Live Wire. I hope it does better in Code Red, but... <laughs> I used to like Code Red back in the day. Back when a lot of people still like Code Red. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with Code Red. I'm just not a Code Red guy. I like Mountain Dew, and I'm don't fix it if it's not broken. You know, (laughs) come on. It's like um, the Blue Light Special. So I guess the of all time best Mountain Dew would be the original, right? Come on. I'm gonna have to go with Livewire on this one. Livewire. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we're gonna have to agree to disagree (laughs) right here today, but. Uh, no, what we did was uh, we put our feelers out in Twitter, Twitterverse, and uh, we ask our listeners and our Twitter followers, uh, what do we have there, Jake? The best. We've got A, the best fight scene of all time. Of all time. B, uh, a sort of a two-parter, multi-stage right. question, best villain of all time, but especially best villain in the worst movie of all time. So a movie that is in itself not great. Perhaps elevated by a villain that is. So, yeah, we're going to uh, not only be talking about the responses we got on Twitter, but we're also going to mention our own and then determine from what's on the table what we deem to be the best of all time. But uh, before we jump into that, we have some stuff to get out of the way. Jake. We certainly do, ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is. You're familiar with this part of the show, mm-hmm. so let me just get us all through it. Take him to church. Right. Take him to <laughs> Go church. Go on and join your program. <laughs> Listen Amen, closely. Amen, brother. <laughs> yes, praise. Amen, brother. Wow, this has destroyed my momentum. I had it all laid out in my head. Oh, no, it's okay. Just, no, it's fine, because now it's just going to be super dull and uninteresting when I go through this whole process. I think, it'll be, I think it was worth it. I, I, I like what I, happened No, I, I, like, I, like, what I happened. like your collective contribution there. <laughs> well, guys, why don't you head on down to Twitter and follow us at CandairPod and check us out on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Also, have a look at the videos on our YouTube page. We've got a lot of good stuff coming and on the way. Um, if you're attending a Wizard World convention in the near future, be sure to use promo code CANDAIR, lowercase no space, to save 10% on your tickets. Furthermore, we got a sweet line of merch, clocks, clothes, other things, vinyl decals. All vinyl decals, yeah. hell yeah. On society6.com forward slash pod. Check it out. Affordable, high quality, stylish. Isn't that the truth, Jake? Isn't mm-hmm. that the truth? And uh, we touched on this uh, last week's episode a little bit. 
But uh, the Patreon page that we mentioned. Yeah, big things in the works, ladies and gentlemen. Should be up here big within a week things. or two. Yep. And we're still determining, uh, you know, like rewards and stuff. Very new to the Patreon world. So just still determining how it even works to begin with. But it, it's kind of a weird thing to bring up. But we're, we're doing this because we love what we do. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to focus more time on it. And if we can right. make a little bit of money doing this, by God, we can focus a lot more time on it. That's the truth. You know, we, we rush home from work uh, every, not every night, but on Monday nights to record this show, which I love. But it's something sure. you have to cram into your, you know, when, you're not, when your day's over. And if it's something we could dedicate more time to, if we had money to travel to, like, check out cooler things not that oh, yeah. uh, not that the patreons for us to go traveling but <laughs> yeah, right. you know it's just, our vacation fund for anything that uh can help grow the show you know equipment uh, advertising whatever it may be we're doing this to make the show a bigger part of our lives so we can make it a bigger part of your lives that's so well put yeah and very uh, cool rewards you know for patreon subs- uh, subscribers you're going to get uh exclusive uh, episodes that only patreon uh, supporters are going to get and uh, and an exclusive date with Jake Runyon. Oh yeah, yeah. we need. I remember Strictly we we platonic. talked about making the uh, the CD experience of a date with date with <laughs> Jake right. Runyon. So you, you oh, just, I'm so down you're for hearing, that. Uh, you know the ambience soft of the restaurant, piano music, soft piano music, so and good. you know plates and so silverware, well. and then just occasionally. How so, about that weather? Huh? So what well, you would do? you be able to fast forward through the date at all? Ooh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> nope. You've got to get through the small talk to earn what comes in. It's after. an hour CD that's <laughs> one track. <laughs> it's, it's <all. laughs> nice. anyway, uh, anyway, this is my place. So, um, uh, and then you can hear me shaking your hand as you walk <laughs> away. <laughs> it's like, please, I really just meant we'll have some coffee. <laughs> anyway. We're getting way off track here. Yeah, Keep an do. eye out for that Patreon page coming up. Uh, when you sign up to be a supporter, entry-level gift, if I can make it happen somehow, the yeah. Candare Fantasy Fight. We recorded this a while back to sell on Bandcamp, and it didn't work out too well for us. So we've been sitting on it, uh, waiting for it to hatch into something bigger. I think it, this is what it's going to be. Entry-level gift. It's so much fun, right? It's aging like a fine wine right now. It really is. It really is. Fermenting, if you will. (laughs) All right. Well, with all that behind us, let's uh, just get into our first ever Candares of all time. That's a free... Yeah, I love that. No royalties on that riff. (laughs) Straight from the source. That was a rip-off, right? What was that, the 18? Or what was that? That was Bill and Ted, right? No. Oh, oh shit. I guess. I guess it kind of was. It could rip it? off a million different. Yeah. Things. I mean, it's just yeah, a couple of power chords, bro. A lot. <laughs> so yeah. All right, Brian. Let's turn our attention uh, your way. This was your uh, concept, your baby, bringing to the show. Your here. brainchild. Your brainchild. Which is a child. phrase that so, always made me really uncomfortable. Going to look to you uh, <laughs> as for direction. The way I gave birth to it. <laughs> I birthed you from my brain. Oh, what a painful birth. <laughs> So, where do we begin, Brian? Well, um, let's see. I, the, the original idea was the uh, greatest villain of all time and talking about in the worst movies. So, I think one of the easy ones to go with is, especially, I think, in the, in the early uh, movie going, when you had these great movies like Jaws, let's say, one of the greatest villains of all time, right? So, sea monsters are a great villain. I mean, I... Just the concept of a sea monster is, is like, you know, probably the scary. What's that? You're so, like, in their territory. Mm-hmm. They've got yeah. such an overwhelming home field yeah. advantage. 
And I, I can't breathe water. So, I mean, one of the scariest <laughs> things that to me, I don't know, this is probably, you know, like probably the scariest concept would be if I was stranded in the ocean and floating out in the middle of the ocean, even if I had a life preserver or whatnot, I mean, and just imagine you got your swim trunks on and your, your, your naked legs just hanging and dangling and who in God's creation or what could be underneath you? You have no idea. Like anything. anything. Anything, and, and that's just in the real world. So then you add like some kind of a uh, sea monster. So I, I think the easiest thing to go with the original category was the greatest villains of all time in the worst movies would be something like a Jaws two or a Jaws three D, <laughs> right? Oh, because that's Jaws an interesting is... route to go. Yeah. Yes, because those are terrible movies. But those are amazing villains. And and Jaws was pretty much about the villain, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah the name is just the villain. It's like watching a Batman movie just called Joker. You know where yeah. the focus is, you know? Yeah. Man, I didn't think about going that route. So what was that what was that one movie that was like a full on Jaws uh, Orca? Oh just, yeah, I posted it was one of my posts was I had this badass poster of Orca just someone painted up and it was just ripping through like a bunch of stuff and I saw that with my brother as a kid expecting like Jaws and yeah, I did not get it. <laughs> Man, Hope you enjoyed that. You've that challenged my uh, my method of thinking about this uh, category here. So, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, man. I mean, oh, what, a yeah. what an iconic villain. villain in dog shit movies. Yeah. Uh, now the first yes. the first one is still like so good, yeah. so horrifying. But and then you get the second one immediately afterwards. Yes, it's Dream just such Warriors. a goddamn uh. head scratcher. About the one they go in the video game. Uh. Or or you have great book villains like I don't know, Moby Dick. I'm not sure if there's been a great Moby Dick movie, but not Moby Dick I am the greatest. Aware of. Yeah, well, one of the greatest villains of all time. Moby Dick, classic, but yet, you know, has it has it ever been in a great movie? No. So uh so those are a, a few. Uh, piranhas are if anything would be scary, would be a crap load of piranhas just gnawing you to death. That's a and, horrible way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great villain. Yeah. All they want to do is just kill you. Yeah. I think it's personal. But the thing is, uh, Piranha, uh, there's been plenty of bad Piranha movies. So. Oh, yeah. To say there have been original. plenty of bad Piranha movies, I don't know. It kind of suggests there's been a good Piranha movie. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen all of the uh, recent ones, but there might be one You get the there. chance. If you get the chance, go ahead and skip it. <laughs> Maybe do some grocery shopping or handle your laundry. 2018, Michael Bay brings you Piranha. Hang on, I need to put a bullet in my brain really quick. <laughs> and you said you saw, or you mentioned Orca. Did you see that the movie, Orca, the Killer Whale? I did I've not see it in theaters. Enough. It was just a little bit before my time. but uh, I I've, saw it on TV. I saw it on TV. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I've seen it at home, and God, I wish I had been, like, sleeping or... <laughs> doing crack or really just anything else with my time regardless of consequence that could have been I think better on the, on the back of the the dvd it says i the reviewers like i wish i was hanging upside down over boiling oil chewing on tinfoil oh my god wow it? no actually i made that up well actually i got that from a tv show but, but uh no orca the killer whale so I, all kinds of sea monster movies i think actually i don't know that's probably one of the worst villain one of the greatest villains, but just constantly terrible movies. Hmm. Sea, sea creatures. Yeah. Or Very sea good. Creatures. I like that. 
Okay, so, so that, that's my first step. We should probably be writing these down, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. This is one that it really irritates me. The the movie Riddick with Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's no. It's a piece yeah. of shit. You're I kidding think, me. Right, I know. Mind blower. We're all in agreement there. The thing that drives me nuts about this movie is that I love the aesthetic of the villains, the necromongers, who have that very Baroque, gothic, like, memento mori thing going. All their statues are people, like, pulling off their own skin. They've got the black metal helmets with, like, the threefold radial symmetry faces on every side. I think whoever was working their concept art for that film deserves a raise, but everything else about it was, like, unwatchable, Mm -hmm. which is a real bummer because it's such a squandered opportunity. Even the concept behind the villains... This idea that there's a second universe and one pain can lessen another. I've seen too much of the movie. I'm sorry. But it. I always it, thought they were so interesting visually and conceptually, and the movie was so atrocious. Yeah, the, the, the visuals in that were it's like just top of the line. Yeah. Beautiful looking movie. There's nothing worse than, and I, I, I've had this experience, and I can't remember with what, but when you uh, discover something, like a cool concept, but it's not displayed in a good way. Like you, yeah, oh, yeah. You yes. know, it's just like being beaten the balls. Like, man, why doesn't somebody do justice with this? It could have been good. You know, before Nickelodeon acquired the uh, Ninja Turtle, uh, the franchise of the Turtles, aside from that uh, first movie, there was really nothing out there that yeah, Pickens were slim. Yeah, I mean, there was good things to pull from the different incarnations, but I don't know. With the Turtles, I would just love to see like a straight-to-DVD kind of really dark, really gritty, very organic, no space, no crang, just Shredder, Ninjas, Turtles, fight! I, Something- did you, I, I loved the animation uh, Turtles movie, though. The TM, TN, TM, whatever. Uh, oh, the, the TMNT the movie. I love that. I don't know. I really just loved it. I just thought it was... You mean the uh, like that 2013 animated film? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good little movie. But again, it wasn't perfect for me. Like, uh, and still, right. really nothing is. I guess the they comics right now is pretty perfect. Yeah. They need something in the vein of like a lot of these animated DC movies that are coming out mm-hmm. that are kind of geared more toward adult audiences. You know, they're really just continuations of DC stories, but with kind of sharp animation. And right. I, I think. The feel I get from a lot of those things, like you know, Under the Red Hood, or you know, uh, what's the one Flashpoint something, whatever. Yeah, then there's they've like, got a kind of grittiness that's like not excessive. Like right. the what, live what about movies. the what about the turtles? Like that one artist that draws the turtles like like Conan barbaric beasts. Have you ever seen that <laughs> version of the turtles? They look like real beastly turtles. Are you talking like in comic form or in a cartoon? In comics, in the comics, yeah. Well, are you talking like seen... in the 90s or? I think so, yeah. I think it was in the 90s. I forget the artist, but it was black and white, and he drew them looking like, like they were just right out of a Conan. I mean, they look like turtles, but they look like they were just out of a Conan, you know, book, black and white. If I remember... They got Frank Frazettified. <clears throat> if I remember correctly... Yes, and it was amazing. Wasn't that on Image? Well, I guess they've most of them have all been in black and white for the most part. But um, I know I remember the Image comics; they looked that way. But they also, um, like, I think Raphael had an eye ripped out in battle, so he was wearing like an eye patch. 
God, eye patches are so fucking cool. I don't know why they are. Donatello they just been, are. Like, severely fucked up, and he was like half cybernetic. Like it, it was off the walls kind of stuff. So, and if I remember correctly, they were drawn in kind of a hulking kind of a way. But I think I've even seen like Neanderthal uh, looking turtles drawn at one point or another. It depends. I swear, there's there's like a sliding scale of like mutation. Like, mm-hmm. some people take it all the way to the end, and they're just monstrous. The comic now is perfect. It's they're, perfect. like, writing that, the the path of moderation. Mm-hmm. Very, the Nickelodeon very cartoon is a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, that comic is, ah, perfect. <laughs> Were you finished with your, with your pick? Yeah, yeah, the Necromongers. No, no, you're fine. It's just, they look stunning. The concept is super cool. Right. Uh, I like almost everything about them, except the terrible actors who portrayed them, and the movie they're in, which is garbage. Oh, you know, my pick... (laughs) Other than that. (laughs) My pick is uh, definitely low-hanging fruit, but I was having trouble with this category. But, uh, I mean, come on, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, what a wasted opportunity, yeah. What a great villain, and just really lost in a bad movie. And, you know, it'd be even justifiable if he was in it more, if you got more action out of him throughout it, but you only really get that one fight scene at the end, and then he's just dead. And he dies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe if he wasn't just a flat 3D cardboard cutout, you know, because they didn't give you any reason to know who he was, or why he was, or... It just looked cool, and then he would fight like a badass. But, you know, no motive, nothing. They didn't flesh him out one bit. And then he gets, you know, sliced in half. I almost feel like I almost feel like they were trying to go with that sort of subtle thing where you allude to the presence of a character in a way that, like, builds them up. Like, you just hear whispers of, have you heard of Darth Maul? You know, and then when they <laughs> introduce him, it's like, oh, shit, he's here. Everything's, oh, everything's crazy now. But, like, A... Their introduction of the character was like super weak. B, the fight scene was flaccid. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, the, I don't. I oh, didn't think yeah. it was horrible. I. But... You know what? I used to not think it was horrible. Yeah, decode that one, grammar Nazis. But uh, <laughs> until I saw this like slow mo video breakdown of the choreography, and it really. It's, it's like things move fast enough that you kind of take it at face value. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a lightsaber fight. When you pick it apart, like frame by frame, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is just a ballet until the writers decided when Darth Maul dies. You know, was, right. there was never any a good fight. The balance of power needs to tip. You know, right. you need to be like, oh, which way is this going to go? You know, but shit, you're. Did you did you guys ever see the uh, the extension that they did with Darth Maul through the Clone Wars? Like they, I swear to God, dude, that series gave the prequels so much more dignity than they Didn't deserve. It? Incredible! It, it was a great series. Again, this haven't ep- seen it. Some episodes in there make the time. Do, yeah, definitely make the time. It's a good series. Again, not all the episodes are great. No, the the later seasons it really picks up. I think yeah. they locked into who their audience was. Yeah. Those last few heard. seasons. You need I to watch. I have heard good things, man. I have. You need to see it, if only for that fight scene with Darth Maul and Palpatine. Now, there's a fight scene Dude. worth mentioning. Or no, we're talking villains. Fight scene's the other thing. We're <laughs> Wait, we'll about. discuss it. We'll discuss yeah. it. Because it's Remember to bring that up. Oh, that, it's here on the list, my dude. Oh, you think I'd let Maul that one versus slip? Palpatine? Yeah, dude. Oh, I can't yeah, tell you how many times I've pulled that up on YouTube since I first watched that. I, yesterday, I almost forgot to watch it. I was going to be disappointed in myself. <laughs> I missed a day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, well, very cool. So those are our three picks. Now, uh, Jake, let's start with uh, our people who responded on Twitter. What kind of responses did we get? We had kind of an interesting suggestion under our best villain, worst movie uh, dynamic here. We had Killer Tomatoes from Attack of okay. the Killer Tomatoes, <laughs> which are great because, you know, it's it's funny. It's a funny concept. It's not, it's not side-splitting. Right. But do you remember the animated series? Vaguely, and if I remember, that was uh, better done than the uh, live movie, right? Drastically, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, because the tomatoes had faces, and they were carnivorous, right. and it wasn't quite as, like, what the fuck is going on. Wasn't, like, like the <laughs> big tomato, like, just like a papier-mâché-looking piece of shit yes. on wheels yes. that they pushed bad. around? In the original? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was not, it didn't even like roll. It just kind of moved. It just, yeah, it just moved yeah. like it was on rollers. And then, like, oh if the gosh. small tomatoes were chasing you, it was obvious yeah, somebody like was just like cherry rolling it down <laughs> the hill. That is genius. That is genius. Just so the lady, I, I posted a gif of the lady screaming, and there's just this tomato rolling down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Oh so good. And I saw and, that, and I was like, that is a great entry. Who did this? Who's the one responsible? Uh, at Slice X Board. Awesome. <laughs> so nothing like a little bit of selfless, of, uh, yeah, yeah, shameless some, promotion. Some uh, as seen on TV cutting board chimed in like, "Hey guys, if you've got a killer tomato problem, we have the board for you." It's like <laughs> that's great. No one asked. Thanks for contributing. In an oh. unstable world, we're keeping the world safe. Wow. From well, I want to thank them for responding. Thanks, SliceX board. Why don't you send oh. a couple of those boards our way? We'll, we'll do a nice little review for you. There you go. Huh? We'll kill some killer Sweet tomatoes media. right here <laughs> on the show. And, and, and you, can't go, you can't go without mentioning the uh, punchline in the movie where the, uh, I think it was sound that was destroying the tomatoes. And then you see this tomato rolling down the street with earmuffs on. Somehow, <laughs> this giant tomato put earmuffs on its head wherever it got giant earmuffs. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that scene. As though there are two specific points on a tomato where they register sound. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> right. Well, of oh course, that's 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 the part they got right. The anatomy. It was 100% <laughs> yes, exactly. anatomically correct. If they had those earmuffs on the wrong way, then that oh, would have been... Lord forbid. It would have been a much shorter movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, man. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So, yeah, thank you, Slice X underscore board, for uh, that fine addition. We hope we've uh, given you some sales there. Send us some boards. I want to do this. I, 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 talk I will about sit here and slice tomatoes on the Seriously. show if they send us a board. I swear to God I will. All right. What do we got next? A couple more from our fans. Is that the right word? A couple more from people on Twitter. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <Find> more accurate. <laughs> This one's interesting. Um, Lord Necron from Fire and Ice, talking about Frazetta. Oh, Conan okay, and all that. yeah. This is a character who. Now, Fire and Ice is one of those things that I've been aware of for a little while, but, like, it took me a long time to sit down and, like, watch it. From what I saw, it looks very much in the same vein as, like, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that. It's got that vibe. It's got that. I almost want to say it's, like, rotoscoped animation where they had. It's, like, the primitive version of motion capture where they're mm. just kind of painting over you know right and uh 
it's it's interesting. The animation is like somehow fluid, but also choppy and off-putting at the mm-hmm. same time. It's like non-Euclidean geometry. It's just your brain shouldn't be able to it's handle. It's a sloppier it. version of Snow White. Yeah, pretty much. That pretty animation much. that has that super realistic look, you know. And, and it's interesting because the voice actors really don't make any attempt to sound like they're in a movie. It's just like. There's a bit where well, actually Lord Necron gets chopped with an axe a couple of times, and both times he screams like a dude who just had his leg torn off. You know, it's just yeah. like it's real. Yeah. It's, there's no artifice behind it. And you know, the the main character, what's his name, Dark Wolf or something, he shows up. He's like Lord Necron. Yeah. He's just like screaming like a regular <laughs> dude on the street, like like a guy who just missed the subway train. He's like, no, stop. I need to watch that movie. I just I pulled up the the scene there. By the way really quick who mentioned that who brought that up uh lord necron was brought up by at d boy 40 m no idea what that means the boy for 40 minutes the boy for 40 minutes if you have 40 minutes to kill this is your might boy. as well be the boy yeah <laughs> now what we watched of that uh we just i looked up that uh that scene there on youtube and he looks creepy for sure i would love he's to know he's got what, that like classic that necromancer is. vibe I mean, he just held up his hand, and it seemed to what? What See, was he that, trying to do that he couldn't? That outright kills people, usually. But it wasn't killing. No. You'd okay. think they could give it some kind of fancy effect. I don't know, invert the color or something. So is he the Make fire ray to come the out of his Necron being Presumably, eyes, I yeah. guess. But he's he's got a good aesthetic. You know, the pale skin, the gaunt features, the long, stark white hair. Mm. He's like the, the template for every evil wizard yeah. ever. Yeah. And it's cool. Uh, Not sure why he couldn't afford full-on pants. Not sure why anyone (laughs) didn't wear pants in that movie. (laughs) Whatever. Not my decision to make. Uh, It was an interesting choice. Interesting. Well, not really, like, unique conceptually, but very cool. In a movie that's kind of a misfire. Unless you're really, really into big old cartoon brasts. In which case, Fire and Ice got you covered. I am not opposed. You can, even, you can even uh, uh, spot a, a butt cheek or two here and there. It's mm. like a 50-50 split on women and dudes, though. So I hope you come Full with a non-specific uh, Was the pun intended on that one or what? Where, did, where was the pun? 50-50 split? Ah, uh, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> I, I, I like where I was like... Hmm, I went over I, my I, head, too. I'm sorry. 50-50 <laughs> split on the butt cheeks? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Aren't you glad you're listening to Canned Air today? Uh, (laughs) You could be doing your taxes or calling your grandmother. By the way, you should call your grandmother. Tell her you love her. Yeah. Let her know. It's important. But first, finish this episode. Yeah. After the episode, let your grandmother know she's You don't love her that much. What the fuck happened here? Let's get back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) Necron uh, brought to you by at DBoy40M. Can't get over that. I like it. That Twitter handle. It could. Well, it could be anything. What's D? What's D? Dalmatian. That's probably it. Dalmatian boy, forty miles salt a day. You got is it. How much he runs? You got it. He's an athlete. All He's right. got weird again. All right. <laughs> kind of in the same vein as Fire and Ice. We had a suggestion from at Beard Howard. Thank you, Beard Howard, for having an easy to decode Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> he suggested uh, James Earl Jones' character from the Conan the Barbarian movie with oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Thulsa oh, yeah. Doom. Oh, yeah. Conan! What is best in life? Uh, crush your enemies. Duh. I don't so, think that's the whole line, but that's the gist of it. Again, this is something I just looked up before we started recording. 
and uh, I didn't get to see the full scope of his power. What can he do? You kind of just saw him losing. I just saw him losing. <laughs> you his saw his final saw, moment. So. Well, he can turn into a snake, which I guess is cool if you need to get through a snake-sized opening in something. Sure. I can, and he's I can like of... the high priest of, of <laughs> Set, if I'm not mistaken, which is like mythologically the Egyptian god of evil. He's like a jackal head, kind of like Anubis. Um, not really sure what the snake connection is. I'm not up on my, like, Conan lore. There's a whole world behind all of that, which I respect, because I actually uh, lived very close to the town in Texas where the author was born. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What was uh, it Brown? Isn't he a, he's quite a tragic uh, story, his personal life, though. Yeah, things things didn't play out for him very well. But he gave us Conan, so that's what matters. False Doom. First off, you got James Earl Jones. That rules. He rules. This We're is all true. pretty much in agreement there. And and you hear him also say, uh, "My son." My son. In that too. The way he says that, it's <laughs> like, nice. "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, he's my father." You know, he just kind of <laughs> accepted. There's oh. this thing. I don't look. This is probably not funny anymore because it's like more than a year old on the internet, and in internet years, that's decades. There used to be this thing making the rounds. It was like Thulsa Doom from the movie and then from a comic tie-in where everyone would like bring him things and it'd be like, more gold for Thulsa Doom or like more sacrifices for Thulsa Doom. It became this thing to say like more blank for, for Thulsa, Thulsa Doom. Doom. Yeah, it's, more bitches for Thulsa Doom. <laughs> you know, people just ran with it. I always got such a kick out of it, but the golden age has ended for that joke. Wow. I like yeah. it. I, let's bring it back. Let's do it. Can there and more and references for Thulsa do? <laughs> and and it's worth mentioning. And I think in the same vein, James Earl Jones, who is the voice for Darth Vader, who is probably one of the greatest iconic villains of all time. So Safe James Earl Jones, we got to put up on a pedestal. I think for at least two great villains. Oh yeah, this is true. He's a champ. He's a champ. This is true. So yeah, thank you at Beard Howard for Thulsa right. do. So we have we have our six entries here. We have the three we got from Twitter, and then our three here, which were I forgot to write them down. We have okay, which we had were sea monsters, sea monsters, necromongers, necromongers, and then yours was Darth Maul. Darth Maul. So how do we rate this on the scale? Well, wait, of like, I, I, we did get another one. I I, I did get a suggestion. Oh, we did? I okay. think yeah, it was on Instagram. Oh, hit me. And I forget the name of the character, but. The villain from No Country for Old Men. Anton Chigurh. Oh, Anton Chigurh was best. recommended by Neil Anderson, who is my colorist on my book. And iconic, wicked, undeterred. This, the, I think the, the genius of this villain was just his focus and just constant uh, coming at you, you know, almost like a, uh, a Hallow- or Halloween... Uh, uh, or Freddy Krueger, yeah, kind of a just, Michael Myers thing going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael just Myers, a force or of nature. Jason, you know? or I mean, yeah. just never ending. But this kind of fleshed out in the, in the real world. So that's definitely one of the classics. So yeah, that's yeah a uh, Neil Anderson. Neil Anderson uh, yeah, threw that one out there. His weapon has got to be one of the oh, best weapons fantastic. of all time. First I mean, off, you got the suppressed shotgun, already badass. And then the captive bolt pistol. Come on. What kind of son of a bitch do you have to be to kill a man with one of those? I mean, it's it's sick, right? It's, yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's perverse. It's beautiful. It was fucking awesome. What a okay. great movie. Great movie. So we've got seven here. How do we weigh this out? 
Well, here's the thing. We need to establish the, the criteria for what makes them good. Is it how can I, much... Can I throw another one in there real quick? Please. Um, Bill Lumberg from Office Space. <laughs> I want to just put him in there because he is right. definitely one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That works for me. He, Lumberg. He could, kill, he could kill them all. I mean, you'd tell them all they got to come in on Saturday. They would, know, they would give up being a yeah. villain. What's the point? If you can't have your weekend, isn't that why you're killing in the first place? He was the one who was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah hi. You to come, come in tomorrow. Oh, sure. That'd be great. <laughs> and he has the coffee in his hand, and then when the guy's having a nightmare, he's like, he's having sex with his, his girlfriend. He's still he's got the coffee. Now that face all damn. drenched with sweat. Oh, it's horrible. I don't think, I don't think any of these other villains could have been that. That's true. I'll, I'll give you. I that. don't know those tomatoes. They've got. I don't even know where this joke is going. Fuck it. Oh shit! All right, so they can put those head earphones on. Or wait, no, your muffs. Your muffs. The yeah. magical. Are we looking at the most menacing? Are we looking at highest? I'm thinking like biggest missed opportunity. I don't know. Name name them all. Name all all seven, uh, and then we'll just maybe we'll all pick and see. Okay, we have Bill that you just mentioned. Bill, uh, what's his last name? Lumberg. 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 Uh, Darth Maul. Anton from No No Country for Old Men, right? Uh, The Necromancers. Sea Monsters. And then Jake, what do we have from our Twitter people? We had uh, Killer Tomatoes. Killer Tomatoes. Lord Necron. Lord Necron. And Thulsa Doom. Man. You know what? I'm going to have to go with Darth Maul on this one. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why so? I just think he was such a missed opportunity. The character design was really cool, if a little uninspired, and he could have been great. You know, that's a good point. I, I may not pick him for the just the best villain, but for best villain in the worst movie of all time. He could have been a great villain. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I tell you what, that was the original concept, so I think I'll go in with that. I mean, Darth Maul was the was a huge... I mean, you're talking about the greatest franchise that probably exists in movie history and you got Darth Maul is the villain's got to be good I mean you know yeah they established you know Darth Vader and he was just iconic and then you know they come back with uh, Darth Maul and he could have been that good I always loved the idea too of uh, Darth Jar Jar Oh, what a great concept, this galaxy-wide conspiracy. You know, it's the wise man that plays the fool, right? If episode three would have rolled around (laughs) and that dude stepped out of the shadows with just, like, a different voice. I always imagine, like... A look on his face and a red saber. Yeah. Oh, my God. The the image I see in my head is, like, he, he trundles out. And, like, he's got his cloak on. And, like, his eye stalks recede so he looks less ridiculous. Like, that was just an act to make him look more silly and mm-hmm. aloof. But, like, they shrink in. He gets all menacing looking. He's like, let's dispense with the formalities. No, no, there no, is no, business no. to he's it. Still, he still talks the same way. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. You're some people going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misa the Senate now. <laughs> User underestimate the power of the dark side. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he would be all badass, but he still just talks the same. Like, that's part of his game. He's sort to throw you off. All right. Well, I, I can dig that. I can dig that. All right, Darth Maul. It is uh, for the greatest villain in the worst movie of all time. Darth Maul. Congratulations. I will accept this award on his behalf. 
I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank the millions of dollars unregulated spent by George Lucas with no one telling him no. And the uh, award comes in two pieces because it was sliced in half. Nice. Now that we got that done, we have another category to explore the best fight scenes, correct? That we do. Now, future episodes of all time are not probably going to have uh, multiple topics, depending on uh, the kind of response we get from listeners. But we had some miscommunications and shark jumpings and all kinds of stuff. So we got two topics with two responses that I'm happy to explore. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's do with you know start uh, listing ours first. Uh, Brian, do you have any kind of fight scene you want to talk about or mention? I got an interesting story on. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you in your career or your in in your life as you let's say even listen to music or watch movies and and you you just are drawn towards certain things and and then something that as far as you know has no connection. And you just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you, you get older and you are, you start to get more involved and you start to look into the people in the behind the scenes making this stuff. And you realize, oh my gosh, I love these two groups, but it was produced by the same guy. And you just realize you just love this producer. I don't know if that's happened to you, but that's you know happened what? to me over and over and over again. I have had that exact same thought where I realized all of my interests are connected by like a single thread. All the yeah. movies, music historical events that really captured yeah. my attention. They all share some unifying threads. I totally get where you're coming from. Okay, so so I was... Uh, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan, so if we're going to talk nice. about greatest fight scenes of all time, Jackie Chan is at the top, and of course, you know, he owes a lot to, you know, you know some of the greats before him, like Bruce Lee, but even more so, I would say, like, Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin, because I think he ties, like, a Bruce Lee... And the Buster Keaton kind of a style together, which is He genius. doesn't take himself quite as seriously as someone like Bruce Lee. Oh. He's got a more, I want to say, like, right. loose style that's not afraid to be a little more on the comedic side. Right. Yeah, and, but just as badass. But Absolutely. So he's in, a, he's, in, he's in a lot of movies, a lot of movies that don't get a lot of, you know, wide uh, distribution. But he was in a movie, awful, god-awful movie called Gorgeous. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it or seen it. I have never heard of that. Well, there's a sequence in this movie that you just, you should go on on YouTube and watch. He fights a white kickboxer guy that's about his height, a little bit shorter actually. And the movie's awful, but this they they have like a 15 minute almost I think fight scene that has great. It just it has all, everything, all these it like transitions and within the fight scene to where. It's comedy, it's straight-up competition and whatnot. And he, he, he's fighting this guy. The actor's name is Bradley James Allen, who actually, I guess, is a really, you know, really into all this stuff in real life and, a, and an actual kickboxer. And it's just, it's beautifully done, and it's, it's, it's long, and if you watch the whole thing, you just, you'll get everything out of it. And so, and so then I also, you know, go on and, and just enjoy so many movies like... Um, like Hellboy 2 with just great oh, yeah. fight action sequences and whatnot, or Rush Hour 3, or um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, you know, Pacific Rim. Like, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you wouldn't think would be. Uh, it had better fight sequences than, like, most every comic book movie that was actually more action focused. 
So, but it what did I right. But oh yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't cheesy at all. It was like just artistically done, and it was like uh, intense. But what this is the point. I, I bring all this together because that Bradley, what's his name again? Bradley James Allen is that guy behind the scene that is the stunt and fight coordinator of Hellboy 2. You know, he was in Gorgeous and he was the, uh, you know, stunt actor. He does, he does a lot with stunts, but he also does, uh, you know, fight choreography as well. Um, he's done, you know, stuff for Avatar, Kick-Ass, Nightmare, A Nightmare on Elm Street, fight choreography. Um, like I said, Scott Pilgrim, I am number four. So this guy is just connected to, like, things that, like, before I knew this, it would stand out in my mind. Oh, Kingsman? It would stand oh, out wow. in both, actually, both Kingsmans. He was stunt coordinator. But it would stand out in my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, it was epic. I just loved the fight, fighting in this. And then I come to see this guy as one of the links between all those movies. That's awesome. It's wild. So what you dig isn't just the individual movie; it's the style, and mm-hmm. you can. Well, I came it. to be that, but I'll tell you, I'm going to put up this mo- this awful, god awful movie, and it kind of fits my thing. Greatest fight action sequence in the worst movie of all time: Gorgeous, with uh, Jackie Chan and Bradley James Allen. Look up just that fight sequence, and you'll just you know, if you love good fight choreography and Jackie Chan, you'll love this. It's got everything. Awesome. All right. Very cool. I do know what you mean, though, about that. Like, I've had experiences with music where, like, I'll like a group of, uh, like, I I remember a while back falling in love with a few different albums by different bands and then finding out that they had all been produced by Rick Rubin. Right. That kind of experience. Like, oh, okay. Well, it's one of those moments that make you go, like, well, no wonder, you know. Things that make or, you go, or, hmm. yeah. or even even more so, it would be a group that I don't, you know, I didn't like any of their al- other albums, but then the producer I like produced one of their albums, and it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, that definitely ties it together. Right, for sure. It's not just sure. coincidence. So, yeah, Bradley James Allen and uh, Jackie Chan and Gorgeous, and then obviously I mentioned a bunch like uh, Scott Pilgrim and all these Hellboy 2. Sure. Epic. Epic fights. We'll take the gorgeous entry as your uh, as your as your table offer. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. All right, Jake, what do you got? You know, originally, um, I, like I was coming into this recording, ready to talk about the corridor fight scene from Old Boy, mm. and that's that's a movie I I know not everybody's super familiar with. Yeah, Only just introduced it to Jeremy, mm-hmm. so I'll probably skip that one. Just. I'm going to I'm going to give it a little mention here. Check out the corridor fight scene from it's Old crazy. Man. It's a single shot. Dude takes on like 12 dudes with a claw hammer. It's gorgeous. It's brutal. It's gritty. And I adore it. But what I'd like to talk about, because uh, your mention of gorgeous got me thinking about this. There is a Japanese director named Takeshi Miike, who is just a fucking madman. He's like <laughs> the most prolific director on Earth. He recently finished his hundredth film which just came out, and they're, like, consistently high quality. The dude's brilliant. His stuff is weird and frightening. And he's got this movie called 13 Assassins. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I'm sorry. Yes, no, 13 Assassins. I was going (laughs) to say, am I crazy? (laughs) No, no, you're kind of in the vein of, like, Seven Samurai. Right. Where you've got a number and a, I don't know, character class, I guess. But 13 Assassins. And the first... I'd say hour and 15 minutes of this movie is these 13 characters, their motivations, where they came from, 
where they are now, how they meet up, oh, all yeah. to overthrow this particular shogun who's just such an asshole. Mm. He's like one of those kind of Caligula-esque, like childlike, okay. drunk with power, no regard for human life, using children as archery targets. He's a dick. And these guys are like, we can't stand for it. The first hour and 15 minutes sets it up where, like, they know his, like, convoy or whatever the term is, his army, his guards, his chamberlains and ministers and stuff, they're passing through this village. So they clear out the village and set it up as, like, this nightmare hellscape of tricks, traps, and spiked pits and stuff. And the last 45 minutes of the movie are them kicking wholesale ass. These 13 dudes clearing out, like, his honor guard and, spoiler, killing the shogun. But it's like... It's so patient the way it sets up that scene. And when mm-hmm. the scene hits, it's just it's just fucking going a mile a minute. And it's crazy and it's brutal. And you should check it out. I'd say, like, go on YouTube and look it up. But really, you should probably just watch the movie because right. it's not going to do much for you if you're just watching 45 segments of, like, amputated fight scene. But Might do something for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I know, not like a super common pick. I, I, I could say, like, oh, The Matrix, blah, blah, blah. I, I like that weird shit. And it makes me feel no. like, I'm, like I'm a cool person when I know something other people don't. So uh, <laughs> yeah. why don't that's you guys cool. get on my level? And uh, that's my <laughs> oh, suggestion. Wow. Okay, this guy. <laughs> Is it possible? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm up in the clouds now. And that was called what again? Uh, 13 Assassins 13 by Assassins. I, I know I've seen parts of that, but I think I, I went to watch it because I heard like someone like you talking about how awesome it is. And I started it and I got interrupted and I never got back to it. Oh, that's a bummer because it's totally worth yeah. it. Right. Get back up on that horse. <laughs> All right. No, it's back on my radar. Sweet. All right. Well, my uh, offering is not from a movie, but from a uh, show. And from it, real life? No. Whoa. <laughs> UFC <laughs> championship. No. What a... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> bring that into... Best fight of all time. No. Jesus. Far too nerdy for that. Was me. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> Daredevil. Oh. What? Oh, yeah. In the no, uh, Netflix, I, right? Yes, I got two instances, two examples. Not the Ben Affleck movie with him and... Uh, no, Electric. fuck no. I'm sorry, I'm Are not sure what me? movie you're referring to. <laughs> when, okay, the very last episode of the first season, when the Kingpin's being hauled off to jail, the convoy gets stopped by his men, like, they're there to set him free, but Daredevil's there to make sure he does go to jail, and that they just duke it out, and he whoops the shit out of him, and that it was such an epic fight scene... I think I backed that up and watched it four or five times in a row. If that was a VHS tape, it would have snapped cleanly in half. And I even went and bought the comic book that it was pulled from. Like, I loved mm-hmm. it that much. Wow, okay. Yeah, and, it, was great. it was great. Yes, it was phenomenal. Like, I couldn't get uh-huh. over it. Like, that show has no hold. It does not hold, pull any punches with those fight scenes. They are brutal. They deliver. They're, they look accurate. I mean, I'm sure they're exaggerated, as uh, most television is. But sure. uh, still, it looks fucking realistic and the other scene from season two when frank castle is locked in that hallway with all those inmates kingpin locked him in that that cell oh, hallway and opened up all the other that is quality shit oh my god he started in like an all-white uh, prison jumpsuit and he just 
mutilates those dudes, and he's it's like the great solid crimson red by the it's time like it's that's over. the formula for an awesome fight scene. You get one long hallway with a single badass on one end and a horde of nameless goons on the other. It's you know? very much in the same vein as the yeah, old yeah. boy that we that you were just and, and a lot of the fight scenes in Daredevil are those very tight focused, like single shot almost. Right, right, right. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and, 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 and it's not overly edited where you're not able to soak in the actual choreography and it's just chop, 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 chop from one scene to the next. Well, you know, it seems like with choreographed fights, when you plan on really just, I mean, all, all fights that are filmed have sound effects put in over them, but, you know, that, that angle of filming a punch, for example, over the shoulder where you can, you know, just punch air in front of the person's face and have it look like it makes contact... I, it doesn't seem to really be the case. I think no. these dudes are really getting just kinda like, the shit kicked out of them. You know, I like, hope they got paid well. Because I mean, I'm sure it's they're not really fighting. It's still choreographed, but I mean, these guys are really getting hit. This looks authentic and it feels mm-hmm. real. And oh, I just can't think of anything that any fight scene that's ever done it for me like that one has. It's good shit, and like it for is. what is effectively a TV series, super high yeah. quality. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, those are our three. We have Daredevil, the 13 Assassins, and Jackie Chan and Gorgeous. So, what do we have from our Twitter followers? We've got some uh, some interesting additions here. First, we've got to start with this one because we had more than one person suggest it. We've got at live underscore Sweeneg, S-U-I-N-E-G. Sorry, man, I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> there's your Twitter handle. And at Radosaurus Rex, Mr. Jordan Kirian of Hotcakes Comics, who we had on the oh, show yeah, not too long Jordan. ago. Yeah, good guy. Uh, they both suggested the fantastic fight scene from They Live. Rowdy Roddy Piper right. versus Keith Classic. David. Oh, yes, the one we watched. It uh, just doesn't stop. It just yeah. doesn't stop. They're like three separate separate events where you're like, okay, oh, yeah. thank God, they're done. And just like, mm, it's put them on. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. Iconic. So that good. That was so good. That was awesome. I'm the glad absurdity you, uh, of it. Yeah. And just the, the punishment they endure. Yeah. These hey, guys are ironclad, apparently. Could I met, mention one that's only, you know, just as good as that one while I'm thinking about it that it correlates to it? It's the one in Indiana Jones when... When the guy, the uh, the giant guy pulls out that samurai like, uh, giant yeah. sword, and he pulls out his gun and just shoots him. Yes, <laughs> the exact opposite. Very of, practical uh, he is. Of they live because yeah, he just kind of ends it. It's like I, I don't have time. I've got things to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, epic fight scene. Well, my stomach's <laughs> upset. I don't need to go. <laughs> shoots him. So yeah, they live. The fight scene. I dig uh, it. That's a good entry. Yeah. Good at entry. live underscore Swinig at Radosaurus underscore Rex. You can also check him out at Hotcakes Comics. Next, we have kind of an interesting one. This is a movie I saw like 10 years ago and didn't think much of, but the choreography's really solid. At Longbox Scavenge suggested the final fight scene in Kung Fu Hustle. Ooh, oh, yes. yeah. Not my favorite film of all time. I guess that I, I seen though. It's it's wild. I think the problem was I came into the movie like not really being sure what to expect, so I never like clicked with it. Right. But it's that, kinda like a Looney Tune. That's the perfect way to put it. It's like live it's action like Looney Tune. Looney Tune, yeah, martial arts movie. Now was that movie or do you guys even know? Was that like an authentic uh like a Japanese movie that was a like really dubbed American, or is it like an American made movie like spoofing 
a Japanese I think it was crowd. authentic, but I, I, I was it Japanese or Chinese? I want to say if it if it's oh, kung it fu, I think it's Chinese. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know I think that. Karate's sorry. Japanese and kung fu. But I, I I think it's authentic, but uh, you know that's at least it, it, it appeared that way to me, and I'm I'm going off of like a memory from years ago. But it makes me want to watch it, to be honest. I mean, just seeing that fight scene, I'm kind of I, curious. I think it would be worth but, me like running through it again. But just like the way he was kicking people like you know into banisters in, like, and through, through walls, walls. And yeah, that was incredible. My my favorite part of that scene is is the earlier parts before he starts punching people like into orbit is when they're coming at him and he just does like these very small subtle movements like just out of the way of the axe or just barely nudges the dude and it blasts yes. him through the banister. There's something really really badass about economy of motion in a fight. When they're right. not just, like, flailing their arms, you know? They're just, like, hit him here, hit him here, and I'm going to hit his foot, and then I'm going to dodge this guy. You know, everything looks calculated and smooth. There was a... Uh, I don't remember if it was in one of the cartoons or what it was in, but uh, where the Turtles and Splinter were training, and he's like, attack. And they all go at him, and the same thing. He just stands there with his hands behind his back and just... He just already knows. He just no moves, big deal. you know, back and forth, and then with, like, one quick slip of his foot or hand, you know, knocks him on their ass. Love that. Great thing to mention there. I, I forgot about that. What we got next? And then we... This had been uh, kind of touched upon before with, uh, with Sir Brian's favorite uh, choreographer there. At Kyle Pryor 16... I think we're willing to call the fourth member of Candare. Absolutely. Suggested the church fight from Kingsman. Goddamn, what a scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a strong contender right here. So cool. Just the slickness. And again, kind of like it's obvious there were some points where they cut it, but it certainly mirrors the feel of a single shot action scene. There are no overt cuts. The camera angle is... It, the, rather, yes. the camera motion is very smooth. Very fluent, It's taking yeah. you all over the place to see these different things happening, but it's not doing it in a choppy way. You know, it's funny you said that, because I was almost going to ask if it was a uh, one scene. I was like, I at the end, I thought, there's no way that was one fluent it's, scene. It's but definitely it's pieced set up to together like to have that feel. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's edits, but it's pretty smooth and fluid. Mm, it kind of okay. reminds me of how uh, Edgar Wright would approach it, too. I mean, that's Yeah, like, yeah. Looks like something right out of something he would, Absolutely. especially with how gory it is. I'd love to if if Kingsman becomes like a longer running thing. I'd love to see Edgar Wright at the helm. Yeah, exactly. Man, what I I can't get that scene out of my head. That church that that thing was amazing. By far, probably one of the best on the list here. I this is a this is a lot tougher to choose it's from. The quality list, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of good and, contenders And, and back to the Darth Maul that you had mentioned earlier, uh, the Darth Maul fight sequence. And, uh, I think the episode one as well as uh, the one I didn't see that you mentioned. As one of the best fight scenes? Yeah, you had mentioned that earlier to remind you. So that Darth Maul fight scene. And oh, the, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, so I was thinking of like from the movie. No, no. The Darth Maul fight scene in the Clone Wars animated series. That's yeah. what you were, yes. Which is so impossibly badass. It really is. I uh, I looked at Palpatine in a whole new light after that. It's cause... incredible. Because in the, is it the second or third movie where Windu goes after? It's the third movie. Third. Yeah. What, what do I look up to, to 
find that. I want to say Maul versus sequence. Palpatine. Clone Wars, okay. yeah, Maul versus Palpatine. Or you could probably just say Maul versus Palpatine. Yeah. But we get that one great scene in the third movie where Palpatine cuts loose and does a standing 1080 and shrieks and kills like three of the greatest Jedi Masters in the world. This scene so amps it up yeah. so much further. And you see how utterly lethal this old man is, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they obviously let you know how powerful he is in the movies, but you never get a full demonstration of no, his power. No, Ever. You get a little taste, and you're like, oh, shit. But yeah, this that, is like, it. the floodgates are open. He force chokes two troopers to death before he enters the fucking room. The doors haven't even opened with. He They're hasn't gone. even, like, devoted... Acknowledgement to the people. No, it's it, he, he doesn't raise a hand. He doesn't do anything. He just meagerly walks by, looking forward while they're just suspended in air, choking. You know, he's choking the rest of the life out of him. It's freaking it's gorgeous. Awesome. And it takes none of his concentration to fight Darth Maul and was it Opress Savage Opress? I, I don't remember his guy. name. But he fights the two of them as though it's the simplest thing in the world. Laughing yeah, while he laughing does laughing and having Saber a great time. Saber in each hand. Yeah. So, so this is that, like, way even better than the uh, Phantom Menace, which I think was the best part of the movie, obviously, was uh, the, the whole lightsaber fight sequence. Oh, no this contest. Is, this oh, Not even. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, no contest. This is okay. it. But that was a pretty epic fight, for the, especially for the time. So. Agreed. Agreed. But, yeah, once you see this, man... Okay, it, it's the. Greatest. I might have, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double check because it's that. It's so hard to describe. I assume someone who's listening right now has seen it. It's when he like weaves between the two of them, and his sabers drag across the floor. Yes, and melt those grooves yes. into the metal floor. I'm just like, oh fuck! Like it's too much. And like he doesn't even have to look in the direction no, of where he's. No, blocked. It's, it's just so natural. Like he knows there's a blade he's coming. He's parrying with both hands. With oh my god! Oh, it was so. It's good. so fucking good. Nice. Like swimming, it was for him. Yeah, just so yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's just. Just oh, so natural. Just oh, it's cool. All right, how do we weigh this list out? I just I, I feel know, like dude. we just dedicated. <laughs> I think Darth Maul just dominated both categories here. Wow, what an unexpected <laughs> upset! You guys, wipe no. the drool off of your mouths. <laughs> okay, I just in the interest of fairness, yes. I'm gonna have to go with the fight scene from They Live. Still one of my favorites of all time. Mm. Mm, yeah. What were the choices again? We've got Gorgeous, uh, Jackie Chan, 13 Assassins, mm. the Daredevil fight scenes, They Live, Kung Fu Hustle, Church Kings, uh, the Church scene from the Kingsman, and then Darth Maul Palpatine. But I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to put a negative. I, one thing against the, the uh, Kingsman was um, great choreography and everything, but I think what add, like kind of added a little bit to it was it was really gory. So I... I I think that it was more stunning because of that, and I think it's I, certainly a, like a shocking scene. Yes, and it it affects you more because of that. So I'm especially since for, they're like regular people affected though yes. they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I, I think I'm going to put my head in for the uh, uh, Daredevil though because that was definitely mm. impressive. Boy, okay. If, if, if you throw your lot in with Daredevil, I'll change my vote. No, I. Uh, I was uh, actually kind of leaning toward uh, Kyle, and who else suggested it? 
Uh, just Kyle suggested the church fight scene. The church fight scene. Yeah. I was going to go with Kyle, honestly. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. All that gore does lend to the attractiveness of it. <laughs> but yeah, it hits you in the gut. I mean, you're like, same... oh my gosh! Every punch, like it's not just a punch. I mean, he's putting something right through the guy's head. He's, yeah, like you know, he's using his gun, then he's beating oh, people man. with it when it's out of bullets. When he you takes stab it apart, the man stabbing through people the face with, with the slide of a pistol, you've entered a There's new realm. There's just so many things in it that. Uh, are unconventional, like unconventional deaths. Like I love when he stabs that dude through the chest with a big pole, and then he like falls to his knees, and he is propped up like a tripod by it. So good. <laughs> so okay, we have the we've got the Daredevil, they live, and Kingsman. How do we how do we go from here, gentlemen? How do we uh, fight to the death? A fight to the fight death. To the death. <laughs> okay. Um, you Brian, start... someone's been dispatched to your home. Ow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I give up. There will be a knock on your door in three, two, one. Okay. Bam. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What were you going to say? I'm dispatched a lot. We've dispatched someone uh, to your house to oh, fight you right. to determine who, <laughs> whose choice is going to win. <clears throat> if I had to choose between They Live and Daredevil, man. Well, I let's throw it out for like cultural relevance right now and how well done it was considering the format Daredevil's a quality choice. Sure. Yeah, but, but man, then they live as classic. And I, know, so long. I know. I know. Yeah, was he? Like, I don't think he was in many other movies, was he? Not that I'm aware yeah. of. That Probably was like his was big it. moment. And he's in he's he's in a movie that is just iconic. I mean, the guy just like landed one movie, I think, and then. It's probably that's what he's, he was known for that too. So I, I don't know. Maybe I might lean to that just because he he just looks like I think that's probably his only movie, and yet it, it, he just makes such an iconic uh, scene out of it. Well, there you, you know, go. They live now has majority. I'm gonna have to go with They Live too, nice. for the very reason that yeah, Daredevil is kick ass, and so is the Kingsman fight scenes. They're awesome, but. What They Live brings that neither of them do is that you are sympathizing with both guys at the same time. You're like, why are you doing this? And you are on a journey with both of them through that fight because you you can see their change. Like, you can see the the one guy's like, just try on the glasses. I don't want to do this. (laughs) I love that. You can see the access. Over something that simple. Yeah, yeah. I love that moment where he's swinging the two by four and he busts the back window of Keith David's car. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh man, I'm sorry. Shit's <laughs> on now. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, you, you're on that emotional ride with them. And at, at, at a certain point with both of them, you're like, all right, this month, this, I'm kicking his ass. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. That adds to the, um, the enjoyment of it because, you, you know, it's not like it's just two villains going at it. These guys, I mean, it's even better. I, and now that you pointed it out, I'm like, wow, I, I definitely am going with that. I agree. They we have live. a winner. So the best fight scene of all time. They, they live. live. I like that. Yep. We've made some solid decisions here today. Damn right. With the help of our uh, people and our fans on Twitter here and Brian Lyle. So once again, thank you to at live underscore Swineg, at Radosaurus underscore Rex, <laughs> at Longbox Scavenge, at Kyle Pryor 16, at Slice X underscore Board. You guys, thanks. <laughs> and, and Neil Anderson, my and Neil Anderson at yes. dboy40m and at Beard Howard. A lot of good suggestions. Yeah. And I'm so glad that the community got back to us Me in too. such a big Me way too. like that. And hopefully this will uh, 
you know, next time around, we'll even get an even bigger yeah, some response. Some super interesting suggestions. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Now, before we uh, wrap this up, Brian, you had something else you wanted to bring to the mix, correct? Yeah, let's do a lightning round, we'll call it. This this might not be so easy, but it, it could be fun. So Okay. I threw some uh, adjectives or some uh, yeah adjectives together, and I'm like, let's see if we can come up with the greatest of all time in certain kind of categories. So I'm gonna throw one out, and you guys, you know, try to figure whatever comes to your mind. And in fact, the worst idea might come to your mind. So it's a lightning round. So let's go with the hairiest villain of all time. <laughs> the hairiest. Taser yes. face. Ooh. Okay. He's a fuzzy um, guy. Shit. Um, critter, critters. Ooh, nice. How's Good that? answer. Is that work? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh God, I don't even know the answer to this one. What are those? <laughs> what are those hair hairball things in that Star Trek? The trouble. The tribbles. Yeah, the tribbles. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with those. Those are the greatest villains. Right? That was a successful lightning round. Let's yeah. do another. I'm, I'm, right. I want All right. more. All right, so now let's go with the sexiest villain of all time. Catwoman. I mean, come on. Catwoman's right up there. Shit. Have you guys seen the new Thor? <laughs> Did I take your uh, no, answer, Brian? All right. Well, uh, Kate no, Blanchett's character in Ragnarok. Oh, she was. Uh, is she? She was doing it for me. Really? Yeah. Goddess of Death. I, I want to go see that. She's got weekend. that super gothy thing yeah. going. She looks. High she quality. looks good. Yeah. Oh, one of the. Oh, I think the uh, uh, one of the villainesses in the second Conan movie. What was it? Uh, as a kid, was it Red Sonia or is she? I don't remember, but man, as a kid, Jeremy's he's looking <laughs> oh, excited over trick? here. It's no, 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 no. It's it's not to what you're thinking of. I I want to, but I, something just popped into head. I'm sorry. Okay. I hate to interrupt. Brian, continue. No, do I'd say, I, I I don't. I can't remember her name. I'd have to look it up. But that's the the nature of the lightning round is. Ashi. Oh, good call. Ah, she come Good on, call. dude. She looks a little chimpy from the side, but straight on. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I'll give that to you, but <laughs> come on. I mean, that what we're referring to, if you don't know, Ashi Samurai Jack season five. Yeah. Started as one of the uh, seven daughters of a coup sent to kill She's cute. Jack. And She's cute. Uh, she was the last surviving and he turned her toward good. And my God, was she a little cutie. I loved her. <laughs> loved Ashi. I think you and I were... We, we had a conversation We had to a that conversation, <laughs> too, during the, uh, during the play. You wrote a few, few fan letters there. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Fan letters, fan read. fiction, call it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> I've drawn a couple of pictures. Ooh, boy. <laughs> I have not. I neither write fan fiction nor right. pictures. All right. The scariest villain of all time. Ooh. Scariest? scariest. I got mine. I'm going first because I, Do I don't want to get stumped on this. My mother took me and my brother when we were kids. Mind you, before the internet existed and all this, but it's still explain a little bit of what's wrong with me. But she took my brother and I when we were kids to see The Exorcist. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Not only is it the boringest movie in the beginning for a kid, but then all of a sudden turns into something that... I had nightmares for years. Oh, I, not just nightmares, just trying to fall asleep. You know, it's funny. <laughs> you bring up The Exorcist. Uh, I saw that movie years ago and didn't think too much of it. Really? Maybe I wasn't paying attention to it. But then 
they re-released it in the theaters in like 99, 2000, 2001, oh, somewhere in there. And they they put footage in it that was not in the original. And oh. there was something about seeing it on the big screen that terrified the living had that shit out of me. Like I I should have took my kids to see. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously though, like um No, yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I don't I, remember I what was new, you know, what had not been in the original, but like when in the beginning, you know, like in the kitchen when you see the faces flashing in the uh like the kitchen cabinets as they shot yeah, up. Yeah, that stuff. is frightening. Oh, that was horrifying. Horrifying. Yes. Uh, Great there's, film. There's there's several several things in there that I think hold up. I mean I, I don't know if you can even I don't think it's even, you know, scientifically possible. To make something scarier. <laughs> that's that's the ceiling. If there was a <laughs> unit of measurement for scares, yeah. maybe the, the boo is coming in at like one hundred gigaboos. Yeah, I when you measure it because it's yeah. scariest though. I don't I've got one. The scariest. Uh Kurt Barlow from Salem's Lot. Ooh. Is that is that the scene where he's outside the window and he's asking his friends? Well, about see, him? there's that, and that scene scared the shit out of me because that's another yes, thing I that's saw. That's not yeah. the one. That no, that's a scary ass scene though. So that's oh, another. That is creepy. The the like he's like mask. let me in. Yeah, that, and it's, it's like his scratching friend. it. Oh my god. Oh dear god. It's frightening. And the master vampire in that movie, he's got like that bluish purple oh. skin and the bright yellow eyes, and, and you only see up. him yeah. holds up today. I mean, it's as creepy as today as it was back then. Now, this is, again, I'm going to call low-hanging fruit, but the only villain that, or, that comes to mind that scares the ever-living shit out of Blanken me. Blanken from SpongeBob? That's it. What a bastard. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Like, oh, ooh, yeah. Good one. If, I mean, he, he's somebody who will eat you <laughs> while you watch yes. him do it. You know, like... If no, you, that's like in your head scary, too. Yeah. If you find yourself within eyeshot of him... It could already be too late. Right. You know, you're probably already dead. And he, his he's, intellect, he's so fucking smart. Such too. a master manipulator. He's already thought around yeah. anything you're going to do. You're done. It's he's, just... he's already eating you, and you didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably oh. feeding you to yourself. Who knows? <laughs> well, that what was in Hannibal, not the best of movies, but yeah, when but he's feeding Ray Liotta's sauteing brain. Yeah. and feeding Ray Liotta his brain while he's still alive. So gnarly. Excellent choice, though. I, I think you're, that's not low-hanging fruit. That's a good one. It was effective. My it, favorite thing about him is that you can survive him just by being polite. Yeah. He hates people who are rude or uh -huh. crass. You just be cool, and he'll be cool, you know? Can you imagine anyone else, though, portraying that role other than Anthony Hopkins? No one could deliver such a creepy... I, I have seen another portrayal of that character. Have you ever seen Manhunter? Oh, you know what? Brian Cox. I haven't, but I heard that was amazing. Yeah. Very different. Very different, but good. Didn't they also do a uh, uh, like a TV show called Lecter they or something? They did, yeah, Hannibal yeah, Lecter. Hannibal with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who was Hannibal. Where so they went with a very, like, he had an almost kind of alien way about him, like he was right. a little more aloof and detached from the human condition. It, the first season was really good. The second season was okay, and the third season was so far up its own ass that I just couldn't watch it anymore. Wow, that's too bad. But I forgot other people had portrayed him. I, I guess I'm thinking more in the in the realm of I, Silence I of totally the Lambs. I totally get what but, you're saying, though, yeah. Um, damn. Yeah, he creeped the shit out of me. Good call. All right, Brian, how about one more lightning round if you got it, and then uh, we'll call it a day. Uh, I have a few here. Which one should I do? How about we'll go with the... 
most unusual villain of all time. Most unusual villain. Uh, I got one. Go ahead. Uh, how about the trees from The Happening? <laughs> when all plant life. <laughs> oh, Mother oh, the Nature. Scene of, it's yeah. the, the scene of, uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Robert, uh, uh, yeah, Marky Mark. He's like running yeah, from the he's breeze. he's like looking side to side. Boy, he's just standing there and he's looking like it's like dawning at him. <gasps> The, the trees oh, yeah. are evil. And there's and like a looking... ficus inside, and he's like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta... It was a unique... That's what that was, it was a unique concept, but yeah, it didn't really work. There, there's a great villain in a terrible movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> the, tre- the trees. Oh, I forget what the... I was gonna say. So, uh, oh, you're fine. Crap. I'm gonna go what with one. What was the category again? The, the it's oddest? The, I, most, most unusual. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Most unusual. The Blob. You know, the classic, nice. iconic movie of this uh, kind of like jelly that just, you know, is not really threatening looking, but it would actually be pretty damn threatening. You get some kind of a living blob starting to crawl all over you. So the idea yeah. of being digested alive really fucks me up. Something <laughs> about that is just horrible. But or just a blob that keeps growing and consuming. Like yeah, I remember yeah. growing up, uh, the Goosebumps, uh, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps books were oh, yeah. fucking huge. And the Monster Blood series was my absolute favorite. The, the the green goose that was from that like enchanted toy store that just kept growing and growing and if an animal ingested it it would become this big gnarled monster it was so fun so cool yeah and then the 80s blob uh, remake was uh, actually really good so I don't know if you guys have seen that but that's that was actually I have very... only ever seen bits and pieces I really want to watch the whole thing solid you know solid B movie sure sure but yeah excellent I'm going to have to go with Modoc. Like, oh, interesting. That's just such an unusual choice for a villain. Like, when when you sit down, like, we need a new villain for this story. Whip something up. Not only <laughs> to come up with, how about just a big head and a floating high chair, you know, <laughs> right. with little baby arms and legs. Like, what the fuck? But two, to have it become an iconic villain at, at that. Yeah, yeah. One who's, like, really endured over the years. You know, the creation. That's a great choice. And the, and, the, and the popularity of him. Not that he's, you know, like... He's Iron not Man the Joker. Popular, Joker, yeah, or anything like that. But uh, he's still got a following. He's still relevant all these years later. And I I just think, why? I don't know. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> I think you're on it. He's, he's definitely unusual. So, you know, people probably writers just chop at the bit to put something together for that. Right, for sure. Well, they're doing something that I'm not seeing right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> All right, Brian, this was a great idea. This it sure been was. A I blast. think this came together really nicely. I oh, agree. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So we'll have I'm... to uh, set in the schedule uh, a date to do our second yeah. Candair of all time yeah. because this has been fun. Maybe maybe cool we topics. post out. Um, what what do you guys want the next of all time to hey, be? Hey, there's Give thought. choices. You know, and then we post out when, when when decided, you know, the topic. We give power to you. The, the power is in the hands <laughs> of the villains. All right. I like that idea. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll do, do that. Here. Well, maybe in a month or two here, something like that. Well, it's going to have to be a little longer than that. We're already booked a month out, aren't we? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. But again, great idea, Brian. So thank you so much for being on the show again. It's always a blast to have you back and doing this. And uh, we're obviously going to have you back in the future to do us some more. We sure will. Looking forward to it. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Jake, what do we have on the website? Well, we've got a couple of great things. We've got a contacts page. If you're interested in promoting your material, you just want to have a chat about cool stuff. That's how you reach us. We've got a special guest page that is growing every day. We're extremely proud of where some of the biggest names and most interesting people we've had the pleasure of talking to all collected in one place for easy viewing. We've got links to our Twitter, at CannedAirPod, links to our Instagram, at Canned underscore Air, links to our merchandise page, Society6.com forward slash CannedAirPod, and don't forget to use promo code CannedAir underscore, I mean, (laughs) sorry, promo code CannedAir, lowercase no space, for 10% off your Wizard World Convention tickets. There it is, all in a nice little package. That's what I do, I package things. (laughs) And again, uh, to our listeners, keep an eye out for that uh, Patreon page coming soon. Uh, any little bit of support you can throw our way will be so greatly appreciated and rewarded. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we'll be letting you know. And uh, next week is uh, going to be our Thanksgiving episode. Get excited, people. Big things happening, yeah. people. Uh, we have a pretty cool guest returning to the show. We're James having Rolf. the hope. Yes, oh, sorry. Uh, That's next one. James Rolfe, oh. the angry video game nerd, is going to be uh, joining us again on the show. <laughs> Last time we had him on, we just kind of talked to him about uh, his career as yeah, the yeah. nerd. This time he's coming on to chill as a nerd as we talk about some summer movies and we talk all things and everything Star Wars, past, present, and future. It's going to be so this much is fun. This a big one. Yeah, I th- we're all looking forward to it. He seems to be stoked about it. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes together. Me there. too. So something to look forward to and something to listen to on Turkey Day when everyone else just wants to watch fucking football, right? A bunch of losers. Sports? (laughs) We don't like sports. Bunch of nerds. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They don't even roll for initiative. They just start running at the ball. (laughs) I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Brian Lau. Thanks for listening, everyone. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Attack of the Killer Tomatoes They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, mash you, chew you up for brunch And finish you off for dinner or lunch They're marching down the halls They're crawling up the walls They're gooey, gushy, squishy, mushy, rotten to the core They're standing outside your door Remember Herbert Barbage While taking out his garbage He turned around and he did see Tomatoes hiding in his tree Now he's just a memory I know I'm going to miss her A tomato ate my sister Sacramento fell today They're marching into San Jose Tomatoes are on their way vacation the governor's fed a nation the police have gone on strike today the national guard has run away tomatoes will have their day attack of the killer tomatoes attack of the killer tomatoes they'll beat you fast you squish you mash you chew you up for brunch and finish you off for dinner or lunch 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 dinner or lunch lunch I'm bored. I wish we were buzzed. Let's drink Daddy's cough syrup. This is where he keeps the good stuff. You don't need drugs to get high. Talk! 
You just need the Candam Podcast. That's good advice. Now we know. And no one is half the battle. Just one question. What are you doing outside the window? <laughs> Tell your mama to call me. G.I. Joe. Well, now that we got that one done, we have another kind of there. I would get a sketch. Did it? It counted its own. I mean, Shredder, ninjas, turtles, fight! Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.